Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give God glory today. Yes. We Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome to Pine View Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. And you have Brenda Meadows and myself, Anthony Meadows here. We are uh, members here at the Pine View Church. And this is our last time this year coming before you. So we want to uh, just share what the Lord has put in our hearts. We've been talking about spiritual transformation for the last, what, how many months was that? Twelve. Was it twelve? Nah. Yes. Was it twelve months? Mm -hmm. And it's been quite a, quite a ride. So we're going to go into some transformation. And we're going to start with a very familiar piece of scripture is found in Nehemiah Amen. chapter 8 and verse 10 and the B part of that scripture says the joy of the Lord is my strength Amen. and I'm quite sure everybody's heard that at one time yes. uh, we were talking earlier back in the uh, 80s and the 90s, it was a lot of emphasis put on joy in our Christian experience. Amen. And we used to sing a lot of songs about joy and what joy uh, really meant. And, you know, digging into this study, I, I've learned a little about uh, joy that I really didn't uh, have a full understanding on before because I thought joy was a victory cry. You know, I looked at the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we have the victory because we have the Lord. But it's more to it than just a victory cross. Mm -hmm. So uh, before we go into the lesson, I'm going to ask my wife to have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, yes, we come Lord. before you thanking you, God, yes, for your goodness. Thanking you, God, for your mercy, for your kindness, for your grace. You, Lord, we love you and we magnify you. God, we thank you, Lord God, for imparting your word to us tonight. Open our minds, open our hearts to be receptive to your word. Lord, we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And uh, we have some uh, special guests here today. Uh, all the way from the other side of the world. Yes. The Chokataws are here. Woo! Hallelujah. I am, I am really... Uh, Blessed to see you here today. Uh, I see some of your comments on the videos and uh, say, okay. Amen. That's one of my mentors. I, uh, I am really impressed with the man of God and his wife. And y'all keep them in your prayers and the work that they're doing in Colombia and around the world. Amen. And even here in the States. Amen. Uh, God is using them in a mighty way. Amen. Amen. And also... We have uh, another special guest. You know, God is no respecter of person, and neither am I. So I don't look at, you know, because a person has a title, I want to put them up above anybody else. But I have people in here I've never seen before. There you go. So I want to say welcome. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you came by. This is just a, a, a kind of an informal Bible study. And... We're, you know, we're not trying to get real deep, but we just want to share with you what the Lord has put on our hearts. Amen. And hopefully it would encourage you in your walk. Amen. And at the end, we're going to have a little Q&A section. Amen. 
and you know, if you got any questions about anything that's been said, you know, we can talk about it then. Amen. 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 So we're going to start off with uh, we're doing spiritual transformation, and we looked at uh, transformation as being. Uh, change from one state to another state. Right. And in some of the things that we've done in the past, we know that at the root of transformation, it has to be done by God. Amen. See, because we look at our outer shell and try and make a transformation. But really, our transformation comes from the inside out, from the inner work that God is doing on the inside of us. And then we see it manifest on the outside. Right. So we, we go from the inside out. The world goes from the outside. You know, hey, I'm going to lose some weight. Because I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm trying to work out and do all these exercises and stuff. And trying to transform, right? Amen. But I really thought about that. And I said, I have to change my mindset about things. Right. You know, food exercise, sleep, you know, different things like that. I have to begin on the inside, working at, looking at my attitudes and understanding, you know, why I eat right. and all that kind of stuff to bring forth a transformation. A lot of people call it uh, behavior modification, but what we're talking about is even past behavior modification. We're talking about the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit yes. causing us to Change, not forcing, but leading. See, sheep are led, cows are driven, and that's why we're always likened to sheep because we are led, and we're led by the Holy Spirit. So let's 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 dive into this lesson. You want to start off? Okay. The joy of the Lord is our strength. This is dealing with uh, Israel when they were in captivity. And come to, hey, get to church on Sunday. Pastor is breaking down the end times. And he's putting the, the Bible together where you can understand, you know, some of the things that people look at as mysteries and say it's real deep. He has break, he's breaking it down and we're looking at it and we're getting better understanding on where we're at right now. Amen. Now, the one thing about the Word of God, it never changes. Right. So you can see some things in the Old Testament, and we can apply, we can see the New Testament applications. Right. Now, a lot of stuff that's happening in the Old Testament was under a different covenant. But even if it was under a different covenant, grace was still around. Uh, actually, Jesus was still around, and not, but not in that form. Some of us knew he was a rock. You know, Jesus was there in the beginning. When God spoke, Jesus was there. He is an active force of God because Jesus is God. He just came to flesh, and we've seen a manifestation of him fully man and fully God. Okay, here we go. Nehemiah. I'm just going to give a little background and I'm not going to get real technical or anything. So just kind of bring you up. Nehemiah was in captivity. He was a cupbearer to the king. Yes. A cupbearer to a king was one that had to 
actually drink the wine before the king drank it to make sure nobody was poisoning. Amen. So he had a pretty uh, important job and he worked real closely in relationship with the king. Amen. So this was his job. And he had heard uh, about some Jews that traveled and come into uh, Babylon where they were at at this time and they were talking about how Jerusalem was wasted away, just right. torn down, and the walls destroyed. There was a few people left there, but they really weren't doing too good. Mm -hmm. So it, this really troubled Nehemiah. This was his home. This is where he's from. So Nehemiah went before the king. You know, he's his cupbearer, and he's feeling a certain kind of way, and he's looking a little sad. So I got something right here. Okay. So the king, excuse me. A little warm in here. So the king said, hey, hey man, what's up with that look on your face? This is my paraphrase, right? And he said, uh, well, king, you know, Jerusalem is in waste and, you know, and it's just, that's my home and my place where we come from and it's laying in ruins. That's like, say, your house caught on fire. And, but you still got to go to work every day, right? But it's a mess. Right. And the king said, well, what, what can I do for you? And he was like, uh, we, I need to go rebuild it. And King's wife was sitting there listen, listening to this conversation at the time. And she was in agreement with Nehemiah that, you know, he should go rebuild. So that means he had favor. Mm -hmm. Nehemiah had favor. And that king said, okay. And he even, you know, gave him some uh, military help. And I'm not going to go into all the details of that. But he sent him on his way to rebuild the wall. Now, though chosen, rescued, and promised, God's people suffered through severe consequences of their continual rejection of him. Reason why Israel went into uh, that bondage and they were taken out of their land is because of their rebellion, mm -hmm. because they refused to obey God. And this is something that we have to understand here today. There is a consequence to disobedience. Mm -hmm. Our sins have been forgiven. Mm -hmm. They're under the blood of Jesus, right. you know. But yet and still, there is consequences to your actions. Mm -hmm. So, as uh, Nehemiah was looking at the people back at Jerusalem, he knew that they needed really more than just the walls to be rebuilt. Amen. They needed a rebuilding in their hearts. Yes. So him and Ezra read from God's word and recited the law to the people recorded in Nehemiah 8. And they were, you know, the people that were shattered with their vast disobedience and rebellion. The exile was severe, both in its brutality and how it burned into the mind and identity of the people. Amen. Who were they without land? Without a temple? Because that was the place where they met God. Mm -hmm. Thank God that we don't have to go to temples anymore to meet God. Amen. How, how do they relate to God now? Was there special relationship lost that they had with God? 
You know, these are questions that the people had. You know, they've been cast off, you know, taken away. But even through this, God was still willing to rebuild and restore his people. Amen. God is always ready to restore us. That's right. He, you know, just a sidebar. We are ministers of, nobody knows, reconciliation. Right. Yes. It means to be restored, to be brought back in the right standing. Mm -hmm. And we're ministers of that. Mm -hmm. We're servants of that. And that's why we're up here. Because we want to restore mm -hmm. that relationship that we had. Mm. Next slide. Okay. So that's a picture of uh, Ezra as he was reading the word. They made this little pulpit. And it was up high, and I wonder why. If that because of that verse of scripture, you know, in some of those uh, mainline churches, they have a pulpit and it's sitting up way high, little small square pulpit with the preacher standing up high above everybody. I wonder if they got it from this scripture. I, you know. You know, our church do kind of traditional things that might not be required, but they do that kind of stuff, you know. Did anybody see stained glass in the Bible? Hmm? Is that anywhere in the Bible? Bible scholars, stained glass? Statues? Is any of that stuff in the Bible? Now, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not jumping on nobody, but, you know, we do a lot of stuff, and you wonder, why, why do we do this? You know, it's not in the Bible. Okay, to tra traditions of men, finish it. To traditions of men, come on, Bible scholars, make the word of God of none effect. None effect. Have you guys ever heard that? Yes, sir. <laughs> I know some of you have. That means some of the things that we do that are not biblical to tradition, they add no power right. to it. It's, it's like you swinging at the air and missing. But it's, but it's our tradition. We do this, you know. You know, we wear a little doily on it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, the day that God reaffirmed them, they were still his chosen people, and he was still their God. God. That joy that they knew, after all that they've been through, disobedience, rebellious and Ezra came and read from the word and it told them that he was still their God. Mm -hmm. They received joy from that. That Amen. gave them strength. Amen. Amen. His love leveled them as it humbles us right now. Mm -hmm. Consider the New Testament sacrifice of God's only son for your own personal relationship. Amen. I mean, the day that y'all got saved or came to believe uh, was a great day. I mean, I, I know I had joy when I decided, hey, I'm going to turn my life over to God. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the joy of the Lord? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So the joy of the Lord is found on the road to restoration. God convicts us of sin, and often our first reaction is guilt and shame. But those feelings never come from God. Ezra the scribe gathered all the people. He read to them from God's book and skilled ministers, explained the words of their meaning to the people. 
They read from the book, from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so the people understood the reading. Mm. Woo! Okay. Who's that wrestler to go, woo! <laughs> y'all, don't, y'all don't even know that. Man, I, I, am I the only one? Nobody stop, knows that? Okay. Stop, just teach. Okay, my Jesus. wife says stop, just teach. Okay. <laughs> The joy of the Lord is found on the road to restoration. Yes. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an ever going, never ending journey. Yes. Because we never reach to, we never come to a graduation in this. I guess our only graduation is when we leave this particular sphere and we go back to what, what we came from. Mm-hmm. But as we're going through this, there is. Everybody has to study. Everybody has to pray. Right. You can't say, well, hey, I made it and I'm good. Mm-hmm. And you have to continue on. And the thing about what she just read, when he read the when Ezra read the word to the people, somebody explained. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been in church and heard something and didn't understand what it was? Right. Right. Uh, we were in the ministry a long time ago, and when the pastor was teaching, even preaching, if something was said that you didn't understand, you know, you kind of put your hand up, you know, just finger. You didn't interrupt, but put your finger up, and we were allowed to ask questions. Right. With all thy getting, get a understanding. Understanding. That's in Proverbs. Okay? For y'all don't know, that don't know. Get an understanding mm-hmm. to come in, to come in here, and I talk, and you say, "Oh, that was that was interesting," but you have no idea what I'm talking about is wasting your time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to be clear, plain, and simple, and just keep it, you know, real light. Not trying to impress you with what I know, mm-hmm. but just maybe we can learn something together. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once people understood, really understood, they wept. God's word was opening their eyes to a way they had failed him. But Nehemiah was quick to remind them of who the Lord is. They could delight in the joy of the Lord because he is a forgiving God. Gracious and compassionate. Amen. What does the Bible? Oh, we're not. We're going to go on the verse. No. Okay. What does the Bible say about joy? Go ahead. The original Hebrew of joy in Nehemiah 8:10 is shiva, shiva, meaning joy or gladness. The root word for joy in this context means to rejoice or to make glad. Strength. It is the same verse in the Hebrew word meaning a place or means of safety, protection, refuge, or stronghold. The root word of strength means to be strong, prevail, to make firm, to strengthen. The joy of the Lord is a consistent gladness and cause to rejoice. It stems from an inner strength from our relationship with him. When Jesus died for us, he restored us to peace with God that cannot be undone. Your joy rests in God's joy. Mm. That's something. Your joy rests in 
God's joy. Did you, I, I didn't, I didn't hear, I never heard that. I've read the scriptures. We're going to show you some scriptures that talk about that. But I didn't put that together that particular way. Uh, let's go to, no, let's go to the scripture where Jesus, keep going over. We'll go back to that. Come on. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. We just read that. There we go. Back up. John 17 and 13. You want to read that? Yes. And now I am coming to you. I say these things while I am still in the world so that my joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them, that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may have my gladness within them, filling their hearts. Okay, and the reason why this might not sound familiar because we're reading from the Amplified, but that was on purpose, because we wanted to define most of the scripture, and that's what the Amplified Translation kind of does. Uh, in some places, it can be off. You always have to look at more than one translation. Uh, you know, I was brought up on the King James trans translation, and uh, so I, I compare them. I look at the different translations. I may look at it in maybe four or five different translations to kind of get a feel of the meaning of the scripture mm -hmm. and I always go up above and below and try and find the context that it was in. Amen. Uh, this being an Amplified, when he says, uh, and now I am coming to you and I say these things while I'm still in the world. This is Jesus talking. Yeah. Everybody know that? Mm -hmm. This is Jesus talking. Mm -hmm. He says, so that my joy, that's Jesus said, his joy may be made full and complete and perfect in them that they may experience in my delight fulfilled in them that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls. Mm -hmm. He's talking about his disciples and the, the believers that's going to believe their testimony. Amen. This particular section of scripture was one of the longest prayers that Jesus prayed. And he said that they may have my gladness within them, filling their hearts. Amen. And Jesus, he came, he knew what his purpose was. Mm -hmm. And even looking at what he had to go through, he knew what he had to go through. He did it gladly. Amen. He did it because based on his relationship with his father. Mm -hmm. And as we make our own sacrifice in our own lives to follow God, mm -hmm. we can do that gladly. Amen. You don't lose when you give something up for God. Right. I'm talking to myself too. Mm -hmm. You don't lose if you said, I'm going to do this to honor the Lord. There is no failure in God. Amen. Let's look at John uh, 15 and 10. That should be the next one. Okay. This is Jesus again. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. 
Obedience. Everybody say obedience. Obedience. Obedience is still necessary. It's like a word that almost doesn't exist in the world today because everybody's got their own truth. Wait a minute, there's only one truth. <laughs> and I find it in the Bible. Amen. And that's what I look at. And that's what I and that's the truth that I that's allow to filter all my thoughts through. Mm -hmm. Is the truth of the word of God. Amen. But he said, if you keep my commandments mm -hmm. and his instructions, you will abide. That means to live in him. Just as he has obeyed his father's commandment and lived in his love. So we're, we're in Jesus' love when we become obedient. Amen. A free choice of your will. Mm -hmm. Nobody's forcing you to be obedient. Right. We all got choices. Right. Amen. Next scripture. Let's look at verse 11. And this is a key. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete and overflowing. Hmm. So obedience, if you put those scriptures together, brings about Jesus' joy and that gives us joy. And it says full measure and complete and overflowing. Amen. That sounds like a good state to be in. Amen. Amen. Have, Amen. It, it, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to get out of your own mind and out of your own way and to say, okay, Lord, whatever you say to do, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. You know, I, I know some of y'all are more super spiritual and can do that, but some of us have a challenge with that. And all that's saying is that you're trying to be on the throne and not allowing God to be on the throne Amen. of your life. Let's Amen. go to the next one. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive of our belief and is also, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. At, excuse me, seated at the right hand of the throne of God. All right, so looking away from those things that distract us, that pulls us away. We all have those things that, that are vying for our attention all the time. So we look away from those things. And then we look to Jesus, who is our leader, who's our source, who, who, who has set everything in place for us. So, so we have to recognize that there are things that will constantly try to get our attention. So I'll give you a little bit of a testimony. You know how um, we all like to play these little games on our phone, you know, to pass the time away. Just play those games. Just play them, play them, play them. That thing was taking up so much of my time. I was like, what is this? And, and I, rec I recognized that it was actually taking my time, taking me away from scripture, taking me away from work, taking me away from God. So, so 
I just silenced all the games on my phone. You know, I mean, you know, it's all right to play. And don't, I'm not saying don't play. I'm just saying for me, as for me, I had to silence it because I recognized that it was just pulling me, pulling me. I mean, even to the point to it, you know, uh, as soon as I sat down, that craving would happen. Just as soon as I sat down and, and I was just like, and, and my thing was the Sudoku and the one with the blocks that fall and y'all know which one I'm talking about. I don't even know the name of it, but that one. So we have to be mindful of those distractions that are coming after us to try to pull us away from God. And then we have to give the first incentive of our belief. Our first incentive of belief is that day when we were born on, uh, born again. You know, we have to, we have to give to that, to that day all the time. You know, that has to be like in the forefront of our mind. You know, because I, I, I remember the day that I received the Holy, Holy Spirit. I was just like this. I was just like this. And it felt like I was in the arms of Jesus. You know, so we have to, you know, keep that as an incentive and in the forefront of our mind all the time. And it is also, God is also the finisher of our faith. Bring, he brings us to a mature place, to a perfection place, and He is the joy. He, He, God is our joy. He is our joy. He is our joy. There's nothing, there's, there is no greater joy than just having Jesus in your life. For, of obtaining the prize. So when we, when we think of that joy that's in our lives, you have to think of it as obtaining a prize. Obtaining a prize, one of the most precious things that you've ever received. Just like I said, I was like this when I received the Holy Spirit. And I mean, in my life, I can say that there are three great days of my life. The, the birth of my daughter, the receiving the Holy Spirit, and my, and the day I got married. Not necessarily in that order, but those are three great days in my life. And so we remember that joy as to how we felt that day. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that we set before him, because he, he is our joy. And we, when we think about how he endured that cross for us, he endured that cross with joy. With joy. Although we see him hanging on the cross and we see the suffering of him hanging on the cross, mm -hmm. the suffering was his flesh. But his spirit was in joy to do that for us. It was his great pleasure to die for us. It was his great joy to die for us. And when you think about Jesus having a great joy to die for us, how much more can you get excited about just having that joy of him doing that for us? That is a great thing. Amen. Amen. As we, that verse we just read, the reason why it probably sounded a little different, this is how it sounds on the King James. Looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Uh, right before that, because that's verse 2 of Hebrews, uh, chapter 11 of Hebrews is a hall of faith, right? Mm -hmm. And they call Jesus the finisher of our faith. And I was always told, I was always told, explained to it like this. You know how when you have cabinets put in your house and you have to put the crown molding on it, you have the finished carpenter. You got a carpenter that could come in and do a rough job 
and install it. But when it comes to doing the intricate designs, you need somebody to come in and do the finished work. Mm -hmm. And one thing about Jesus, he completed what he came to do. Amen. He even told us that one of the last things he said was, it is finished. And that's everything. See, our of our the joy come joy and faith are tied together. It'll take faith to get you to joy. Amen. It'll take faith to walk right with God. Amen. But that faith that you have comes from God. See, He's gonna work with you both to will and to do His good pleasure. And that's where we're gonna move on to this next part. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Talking about God working with us. Go ahead. Uh, verse 22, mm -hmm. Galatians 5, 22, 22 through 25. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence against such things. Things there is no law that can bring a charge. Go, ahead, go to the next screen real quick and then you're going to back up. All right. And those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desire. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our lives in God, let us go forward walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Good. That was Amen. good. Back up, back up to Amen. the first one. Back up to the first one. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. It is the Holy Spirit. That's God's Spirit. Amen. The Spirit of Christ. Amen. It says, the fruit of the Holy Spirit the work which his presence accomplishes is love and joy. Mm -hmm. and okay, they got more, but I want to stop right there. Love and joy. Let's look at this. We talk about being filled with the Spirit a lot in our church. Because we know without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you do not have the seal. You, you are not... You are not Brought back. There's a scripture that says if man has not the spirit of Christ he is none of his. So the Holy Spirit is actually God's spirit dwelling within on the inside of us. And the Holy Spirit sometimes is called a helper, a guide, a comforter, a paraclete, a go-between, God himself, uh, when you speak of Christ, you speak of the anointing that, that goes, and that's by the Spirit. So, the fruit of the Spirit, now check this out, the work which His presence within accomplished. His presence within. Mm -hmm. Within what? Say that again. <laughs> within who? Us. No, within who? Us. Not, me. not us. Me. me. Within you. Within me. Within you. Yes. Make it personal. Yes. Right. Within you. Mm -hmm. His presence within you accomplishes this. 
I had a pastor that said, if you don't know much, you can't do much. So if you don't know that the presence of God on the inside of you can bring you peace and you're walking around disturbed and upset, you know, oh, they get on my nerve. I can't stand it. These people are just these kids or, you know, whatever the situation is, you have forgotten who you are. Remember who you are at all times. Amen. Don't lose your identity. The presence, in his presence, is the fullness of joy. Amen. That's a scripture. Uh, I believe that's in Psalms somewhere. I don't know right off the hand. And it says, I used to run these two scriptures together. When we praise God, we invoke his presence. Mm -hmm. Correct? Mm -hmm. Did y'all know that? Mm -hmm. When we praise God, we invoke his presence. Amen. But a lot of people say, I didn't feel the Lord uh, today in the service or whatever. Uh, I never have that issue because I bring him with me. Amen. Regardless of what I feel. Amen. I don't, I don't, I'm not really going by feeling. Amen. But when we worship, when we praise God, we invoke the manifest presence. Amen. The felt presence, the, the corporate anointing presence of God. Amen. That's why worship is so important. It is. Because it brings his presence. Mm -hmm. Our work, we got a worship leader here today. Praise God. Thank you. <laughs> Sister, you do such a great job. Amen. I, I, I thank God for you and what you're doing and the ministry that God has blessed you with. Amen. Amen. But that presence. And we have seen things happen in the presence of God. Amen. Especially in the corporate presence. Mm -hmm. Because we all brought God with us. Amen. We didn't come here looking for him. We brought him here with yeah. us. And we celebrate him together. Amen. And when we do that, things happen. Mm -hmm. On a Wednesday night Bible study. If you all decided right now, I brought God here with me. Right. He dwells on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. What do you need? Mm -hmm. Amen. Is there any need in the house? God can handle it right now. Amen. Is there any situation that you're dealing with that, that you've been struggling with? Amen. God can handle it right now. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe that God, in handling it right now, has already done it. We just have to bring it down from heaven to where we are right here. Amen. I believe that healing has already been done according to his word. Amen. He said, by his stripes we were. I believe that lack has already been met. He said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So whatever you're in need of, if you don't know what to do, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God is here right now. Amen. You chose on a Wednesday night to come here. Maybe you were looking for pastor and thought he was going to be here. But surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> God is here right now. And don't leave here the same way you came in without getting what you need from God. Amen. And the main thing 
you know, we say, okay, Lord, I have a need. I have a need. I really have a need. I really need you to do this for me. And you pray. And then you go back and talk to somebody. I got a need. I got a need. Mm. You know, will you pray with me? Do you believe what you pray? If you believe what you pray, your conversation should be, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. So right now, Amen. right now, I just got a, a little press and I'm going to go with this. Mm-hmm. If there's any needs in the house, with us in here, we're all brothers and sisters. Amen. If anybody has a need, something that you need from God, Get you a seed from the word and let's stand on it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Get you a seed from the word and let's stand on it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna thank God right now for showing you exactly where to go, what seed to use, seed is his word, and to repeat it back to him so that the angels can hear it. They're ministering spirits for the self, the, the, the heirs of salvation. Who's the heir of salvation? Us. Right? Waiting on us to open our mouth and say what God says so they can go perform and make it happen. If you have a need, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm here with these brothers and sisters right now. And I declare right now there's no lack in this house. I declare right now that every need is met. I declare right now, Father, that you have moved and opened up our understanding where we can reach into the storeroom of heaven so that your will, as it is heaven, let it be on earth as you taught us how to pray. Lord, we bring down your power and we thank you. Lord, that because of you, because of your presence on the inside of us, we're able to do exploits. You said greater works shall we do. If there's a sick loved one in our family, when we go home, we'll lay hands on them and they shall recover. And if we have any kind of spiritual uh, thing that we have to deal with that's against God, it says we can cast out demons in the name of Jesus. And Lord, even when we don't know what to ask for, you have given us your spirit and you have given us a prayer language where we can pray with groanings and utterings that cannot be understood. But Lord, you understood that you would open up for us an entrance in to the actual fulfilling of every promise in the word of God. All the promises of God are yea and amen in him. God is not a man that he should lie. Right? So whatever God said it is. So as we walk out of here today as we walk out of here today we are empowered by your joy to do exploits, to walk in love in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, I got that out the way. Hallelujah. I got that out the way. Hallelujah. I just got a feeling that, you know, you don't come to church because you, oh, I think it's a good idea and this is what I ought to do. No, we're here because we need it. Yes. Yes. We need it. Amen. We need it. I crawled in the church Amen. when I first came. I crawled in. 
And when they made altar call, I ran up there. I didn't play around. I said, y'all baptized in Jesus' name? <laughs> they said, yeah. I said, okay, let's get it. Let's do this. Because I got to see. Right, right. It said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I got that seed on a track. I, I mentioned this before. A track is a little cartoon thing that we used to hand out in the 70s. Well, they probably did it before I knew anything about it in the 60s. Right, Carl? <laughs> but we had little tracks. And we used to pass out tracks to people. And it would just be a scripture, a seed. Yes. And somebody gave me a seed. And I said, I knew that Holy Ghost thing was right. You know, because I was brought up in church from a little child and heard about the Holy Spirit. Actually, it was supposed to be confirmed that I had the Holy Spirit. They brought the crucifix down. Okay. All right. All right. Stop. Stop. Hey, he's not on the cross anymore, y'all. Okay. Can I say that? Can I say that? I can say that. He's not on the cross. He is risen. But some of some people that have been through what I've been through know what I'm talking about, right? And they brought that crucifix down and you had to kiss, kiss the feet. Okay. 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 My wife says stop. Amen. Amen. Let's get back to the Holy Spirit. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We are at Romans 14, 17. After all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it is righteousness. That state which makes a person acceptable to God and heart, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we know that the kingdom of God is not food and not meat and drink, but it is the righteousness of God. Yes, the righteousness of God, not our own righteousness. Uh, the mm -hmm. righteousness of God. Amen. So that's what the kingdom of God is. Amen. Go ahead. Baby. Amen. All right, that was the last one. Okay. Amen. Okay, now we got this. Uh, let's do. Let's deal with this. Uh, it's time. It's time. It is time. Yes, sir. Ooh. I, that was fast. Yes. Yes, sir. It is time. Yes, it is time. The joy of the Lord is our strength. All right. All right. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Yes. God dwells in the midst of his praises. Amen. Okay, this is my church family. Yes, it is. So y'all know when I'm in church, right? Right. Do y'all know when I'm in church? Yes. You can't hear me, right? Because I know unashamedly unashamedly that God has been so good to me yes, sir. that I have to open my mouth and say something Amen. You, you heard where Jesus said even these stones will cry out yes. when they were rebuilding the wall and you know we were going to talk about this but we're running out we ran out of time uh, they had to lay stones on top of stones right and those stones, when Jesus made his triumphant entry on that donkey back in, and the people said, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If he wouldn't, and them stones would have cried out who he was. Hmm. They would have cried out who he was. Have, have you ever watched nature praise God? Oh, wow. 
Mm. Yes. My wife and I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. We enjoy the trees just shabaking. Isn't that the word? Yeah. Is it shabak? <laughs> you know, you know the Hebrew Wave. word for Wave. waving. And, and that's why when we worship, we wave our hands and, you know, we lift up our hands because we know God is here. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's John 4 and 24. Remember that. That's, that's very important. How can you worship him in spirit? Oh, it's a feeling. No, it's not. It's not a feeling. It's from the Holy Spirit. In your spirit. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up, sign. So, to be transformed, I just want to go over this. The Word of God is the main thing because it changes us. It does. The Word of God changes us. Amen. It's alive, it's living. Amen. It's not words on a piece of paper. That's right. The meditating on the Word of God Amen. reinforces it. And it puts it in us so we have a filter by which we see the world through. Mm -hmm. If any subject that you talk to me, I usually get a scripture in my mind when we're talking about that subject. Yeah. And I have to base my values based on what the scripture says about it. Amen. Not the new popular thought of the day. Because that changes. That's right. Because what was bad when I was a little kid is good now. Mm -hmm. And what was good when I was a little kid is considered mm -hmm. bad now. Amen. You know, I've been around for a few 24 hours, so Amen. times have changed. So, so what we're going to do, we're going to close out and we're going to have a Q&A offline after this. But I thank all the people that watch this online. Uh, stay tuned to Pineview. Watch, if you can't make it here, make, watch, watch the service on Sundays on the different platforms. We have a number of different teachings going on, but right now we are in a teaching on the end times. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because it really clear up a lot of things that are going on. Amen. You know, and we see what's going on in this world today. Amen. So all minds clear. Father, in the name of Thank Jesus, we seal this word which was spoken today yes. over this, your people. Lord, we thank you for this word having an entrance into their heart and doing what you sent it to do. For you said your word will not return to you void, thank but you, it God. will prosper in the thing which you sent it. Yes. So, Lord, as your word went forth, Lord, we thank you for the manifestation of what we pray, Amen. what we believe. Amen. Each and every person under the sound of my voice and watching along the stream. Lord, give them your joy. Amen. Give them your joy, Lord. Your yes, joy. Now, Lord, we thank you. We thank yes, we thank you. That it is so. That it, it is, is so. so. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and give God a praise. Hallelujah.